This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we are going to talk about a subject many of you are really going to enjoy today. So make sure you stay tuned as we talk about music, Christian music preservation. But before we do, Martha, let's tell people how they should be engaging with us on social media. Well, you know, one of the big things, Jim, I just want to encourage people to um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel where we can, um, we periodically, after the show, we get together and just do a minute um, little video to just kind of give people a little snippet of what we took away from the so show. So people can see how beautiful you are. Something like that. Or just, you know, it's just fun to engage that way. So if they go to YouTube, they can look for I Work For Him. We also share those on our Facebook page, and they can find the link on our website, of course, with all of our other social media. Well, we'd love for you to connect with us online, iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number four, Him.com. Check us out. Also, contact us. We'd love to hear from you. If you're listening, wherever you're listening around the country, if you happen to be outside of Tampa Bay, outside of Jacksonville, the First Coast, or outside of Hampton, the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, we'd love to know that you're listening. But if you're in one of those areas, we'd love to hear it too, because maybe you've got some suggestions of some local guests, of people that you've seen truly living out their faith in their work. We would love to hear from you. Thank you. IWorkRim.com. Click on the Contact Us page. All right, Christian music. Most of us like it. Most of us have different styles that we enjoy over other styles. I tend to love an old hymn every once in a while, the big choir, but I also love me some really rowdy Christian contemporary music. That's more my style. Where is all the Christian music going? Who keeps the copies of all the old stuff? Why is that even important? Well, one man's job here in Tampa Bay is to preserve the Christian music that's been produced from the last hundred years plus so that you and I don't lose it. Why is it a concern? Well, stay tuned to find out today on I Work For Him as we talk with Ron Maxwell with Christian Music Preservation. He's going to join us on the air today, tell us his story, and tell us why he's worried about Christian music history. Ron Maxwell, welcome to I Work For Him. Yeah, good to be here. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, Ron, we always ask this question of every first-time guest on the show. How did you become a Jesus follower? Well, uh, I had a, a pesty neighbor uh, who would like to, he kept inviting me to a church. I still live in a wildlife back then. And, wildlife uh, as a radio guy. Wildlife as, well, yeah, as a radio guy. And then I got into uh, production, producing commercials, an ad agency, and, uh, you know, disc jockeying and then providing disc jockeys for weddings and nightclubs and uh, did spots for ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Remember that? Oh, absolutely. Back loved ELO. Charlie Daniels Band. And, uh, you know, on and on it goes. But I had this neighbor. And uh, some of you, if you've ever been in a multi-level, you Amway. He was an Amway. And, okay. and you know, if, 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 if you're in there, you know, you, you don't give up. And he wasn't giving up on me. He was applying those principles there to get me to go to church. So I figured, you know what? If I don't give in to this guy, it's never going to end. It's going to drive you crazy. Yeah. So I said, okay, Jay. Jay Hoffnagel was his name. I said, uh, we shared the driveway together. I said, okay, I'm going to go this Sunday. I figured I'm going to walk in that church. There'll be a sermon when it's over. It's done. It's mm-hmm. over. But it just so happened to be, this is a pulpit-pounding preacher. Got my attention. I walked forward, and I accepted the Lord. That was in February of 1982. Life changed. Well, life began to change. There was a little process. There. Sure. Awesome. Well, and so, But music and radio has been part of your life for a really long time. 
Yeah, um, I remember, I, I always loved music. I was a kid in, uh, I guess, elementary school. Remember when the Beatles came out? Yeah, well, well no, we don't remember when the Beatles came out, okay. but, right. you know, shortly after we, we remember were born, them. We were <laughs> I was alive way back when, when they came out. But I was a kid, and I, I didn't know a lot about music, but I just remember being in an AMP grocery store. You, uh, that, that used to be a grocery store years mm-hmm. ago, and I saw an album on the shelf, and it was like uh, a real cheap, like 50 cents, and it was the Bugs singing the Beatles songs. I thought, well, that's the same, isn't it? So I bought it. It wasn't the same. And then I discovered the Beatles album was more. It was a dollar ninety nine for mono and two dollars and ninety nine cents for stereo. Well, I saved up my allowance and I, I got a Beatles album. And uh, so from that uh, time forward, I was really a record collector back then, only of secular music before I came to know the Lord. Well, so let, let's. So you became. How old were you then when you came to the Lord? How old were you when you're when you're Neighbor, that your Amway neighbor drug you to church? Uh, 28. Okay, so 20. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, let's go back. It would have been about uh, 20, uh, uh, 26. Uh, 26, yeah, 28. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> what's a few years between friends? <laughs> at what point in time, then, after you became a Jesus follower, at what point in time did you realize that your faith and your work should be connected? Well, it's um, interesting question because um having i built a backyard radio station i've always been in radio when i was a kid and i took it up in northern michigan with a bunch of guys and uh we uh um did this thing for two weeks and then we had so much fun we did it the next year with four radio stations uh, just planned for a couple of weeks and then we had a an fcc visit well, tell, tell, tell yeah. us that story you set up your own radio station started broadcasting yeah. across the lake and you got some people's attention that you shouldn't have gotten attention of well we did um we were just uh <laughs> i was a senior in high school and we had like these 20 guys we went up to northern michigan lake Ogama, which is near west branch michigan if you're from michigan you may know where that's at and we set this up in a tent and 24 hours a day, four radio stations, we, were around, we went around the lake in what we called Requesto Pintos. Ford Pintos. Requesto Pintos. CB, and uh, we, you know, we, we, we took a request live on the air. And uh, then uh, what happened was uh, there was a convenience store nearby, and uh, he gave us some donuts. And so we uh, felt compelled to advertise for him. Well, meanwhile, uh, back in West Branch, just about three days before we did this, there was a little AM station, WBMB, that just signed on the air. And they found out about us, and they thought it was just kind of a cute thing until they heard the donut ad. Well, now you're getting into the, you know, the, the money uh, competition. So they phoned the FCC, and I remember one day just uh, getting in the car. We were going to go somewhere, and I saw this station wagon coming up this, uh, the gravel road, throwing dust everywhere. The guy mm-hmm. slammed on his brakes, and he gets out, and he pulls out his wallet with uh, some kind of identification, and he says, keep it shut down, Federal Communications Commission. Now, this is back in 1973, so, uh, you know, it was, wasn't any serious consequences there. A, a slap uh, on, the, on the hand, so to speak, and uh, life went on, then I got into uh, real radio, <laughs> licensed radio. <laughs> <laughs> Good <point>. clarification, <laughs> yes, licensed, yeah, right? Exactly. That's and bad. it was middle of the road, then top 40, all night rock and stereo, and then country music. And then my neighbor was pestering me to, uh, to come to church. Ah, so then at some point, just because I know the topic of conversation for today, you made some sort of a transition from secular music to Christian music. 
tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Well, uh, that transition, I graduated from the uh, school of really hard knocks. Seriously, I did. Uh, I told you about the agency a little bit earlier. So from secular radio, I gravitated into that. And we were at a point uh, where we were providing uh, uh, bands for nightclubs, installing sound and lighting equipment. The big disco craze was on at that oh, point. Yeah. And doing these ads that uh, I mentioned. Uh, life was great. I get saved. But here's what the issue is. Um, I'm doing one thing Saturday night, and I'm sitting in a pew Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you what happened is God got my attention. I was uh, partying with my neighbor. I went into the house, and for some odd reason, uh, I looked up. I was remodeling it. I said, you know, I should put that vent in the ceiling. So with one foot on the counter and one foot on the stove, I'm putting the vent in with a screwdriver, and I have an eye accident. Oh. Three surgeries for detached retina. Oh, wow. Well, I can tell you this. As, uh, as tragic as that may sound, God got my attention, mm. and I didn't go visit my neighbor anymore you know, to, to party mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And I got serious with the Lord, but life wasn't all, it, it was a very challenging time because we, it took about a year to go through these surgeries. And at that point, the drinking age in Michigan had changed from uh, 18 to 21. So a lot of the nightclubs and things uh, went away. My staff went away and uh, I had no income. So I went with uh, making an income to, to, to zero and then, uh, because of uh, the income going down, I didn't have any medical insurance, mm-hmm. so, it was, so it was a personal bankruptcy also in progress. And then, you know... So God Lord, took you to the end Lord, of your rope. He, yeah, he speaks to you when you're at the end of your rope. Ron Maxwell, as we're going to get to talking about your, your project, the thing that's super near and dear to your heart, ChristianMusicPreservation.com, ChristianMusicPreservation.com, I want to talk about how did God move you to Moody Radio? Because you did a ton of years at Moody Radio. <laughs> I did. Well, uh, first, getting to Christian Radio was kind of interesting because, as, as I mentioned uh, just before the break, that uh, you know I was broke, a personal bankruptcy, and I didn't have any money. And I kept looking at this. This magazine came out. It says that one of the fastest growing places in the country is Fort Myers, Cape Coral, Florida. And I'm in the middle of Michigan, which is suffering an economic recession, if mm-hmm. not depression. It certainly was a depression of my house. And so I thought, I just really believe I need to go there. Hmm. Now, my high school broadcasting teacher, Bob Snedden, Southfield High School, had moved there. And I thought, well, maybe I could go visit Bob, but I, I didn't have any money. I, I had a car with bad tires and no insurance, and so I did something. I did have equipment around. Remember, I right. was providing places and nightclubs and things with equipment. I'd called around before, and people said, yeah, we'll come out and take a look at it, and you know, they never show. So one night, I got on my knees, and I said, Lord, it's, it's yours. You know, just you know, let it go. You know, please bring people. And the next day, I'll tell you the setting, it was raining all day. And the cars started in the morning coming. And and between the people coming and going and buying things, I thought, well, I'll have lunch. But I couldn't eat lunch because they kept coming. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the day, you know, a few thousand dollars later, which back in the uh, 1982 or 84. That was, was a 84. lot of money. A lot of money. Yes. So meanwhile, uh, the car is getting tires on it and insurance. 
and really, literally the next day, headed out to Florida. Wow. So, here's Ron's thinking. I had been on the air in secular radio. I heard about a Christian radio station in Fort Myers owned by a little Baptist church somewhere. I kept thinking, little room. So I thought, well, you know, Ron is, I'm not going on the air. That's not what I, that's not what I want to do. I'm going to sell. I like selling. Uh, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll go down there. And I stated our, uh, my oldest uh, manager, I call station manager, the mm-hmm. teacher of Southfield High Station, WSHJ. And I went out and uh, looked at some sales jobs in radio. And the first one was a beautiful music station. Do you remember that format? They just played instrumentals. Beautiful music beautiful station. Stuff. I don't well, think yeah, they existed anymore. I would have listened to, but you know. Elevator you, music. You might, might get one on Pandora. <laughs> yeah, almost music, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yep. So uh, they were going to hire me, and I, but they weren't going to pay a lot. I thought, well, how am I going to survive? So I went over to the, uh, uh, the rock station, and uh, they said, hey, the job's yours if you want it. And I'm thinking... The Lord was, you know, the Holy Spirit was speaking and saying, I'm thinking, Ron, you're not playing it, but you're selling it. Mm. So I didn't have a piece with that. I thought, well, you know, I work for a country station. There's a country station in town. I'll <laughs> go over there. And so I went out with the gentleman there to lunch. And uh, I had a bowl of soup and what else? And he had several drinks. And then on the way out, he pinched the waitress. And I thought, you know what? There's no way. I'm working for this guy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I wonder where that Christian radio station's at. I knew I was kind of in the general area, so I got directions, and I went over there, and I walked into the little lobby. It had plaid carpet, <laughs> a little place <laughs> there. And there were a couple of gentlemen that were just walking out the door. And uh, the one gentleman was the station manager, Bill Simon of WSUR. It was owned by Riverside Baptist Church, where Jay Strack was pastor at the time. And the other gentleman with him at at the time was the program director, Bob Augsburg. Now, Bob went later on to start the Way FM network, uh, which is all over mm. the country now. But at that point, they were on their way out to lunch to the Chinese restaurant, and they said, well, I introduced myself. Uh, first thing I said was, well, this place seems like an oasis. That's the first thing I said, and I wonder, who's this guy? So I had a little chit-chat, went out to lunch at the Chinese restaurant, and I just remember sitting there thinking, this is just glorious. This is such a wonderful, I really like these guys. And then Bob says, well, you know, gee, there's been very little movement here for years. I've been here seven, Bill's been here ten or something. But maybe if you got a job in secular radio selling advertising or something, if something would ever open up, we could move you in. And I just remember thinking, uh, well, that's great, but I really am enjoying the company of you guys. So that was it. You know, back to uh, uh, Bob Snedden's home, where his wife Joy and son lived, and I had my son Jeremy there. And uh, fast forward about uh, five days later, it was the the end of the vacation. You've been there, you know, where it's the end of the money, the end of the vacation, it's time to go home. And I got up that morning uh, preparing to do that, and my son Jeremy had 102 temperature. Well, you're not traveling at that mm-hmm. point. So, uh, Lazy Boy Recliner, uh, black and white, three stooges on. And so, uh, I was just there, and the phone rings. And Bob's wife, uh, Joy, answers, and she says, uh, Bob, I mean, she says, Ron, there's there's a Bob Augsburg on the phone for you. And so, I went over there, and he says, hey, Ron, you're still there? I says, well, Yeah. Why don't you come down and cut an audition tape? In case anything ever opened, you know, we would have it for our board of directors. So I said, sure. 
drove down there, and they piled me up with a, a bunch of albums. Bill Gaither, I had no idea who these people were, and I'm re- in the middle of recording a weather forecast, and all of a sudden, the door swings open. And it is Bob Augsburg. And Bob's as white as a sheet. He says, uh, uh, Ron, can you come sit in the general manager's office? And I said, well, sure. Bill, the station manager, looked just like Bob, and I'm sitting down. And he says, we just want you to know that while you were in there cutting an audition tape, and they pointed to this person standing next to me. I was in the chair, and his wife, he says, this is Randy Bell. Randy Bell just came in out of the blue and resigned while you were in there making an audition tape. And there was this little silence, and they said, well, you know, we think we believe the Lord's at work. That's all we know right now. So that's how I came to WSOR. Now, you asked about Moody. We'll get to that real quick. Uh, <laughs> we have to because we've got to talk about Christian <laughs> yeah. music preservation. Fast forward, Dig. That's Fast right. forward. Moody. Well, Moody. Moody, Moody, Moody. Okay. I served as music director at WSUR. Moody was actually bought the station okay. in 1996. And uh, then uh, there were some transitions at Moody to where they combined the Southwest Florida station to uh, a Tampa, and what happened at that particular point is there was a gentleman named Mike Bingham that was there, and he says, well, would you consider uh, becoming Moody Radio's national music director for all the stations? And, of course, I was thrilled that that having been involved with Gospel Music Association already in the past, so uh, I had the opportunity to serve as the national music director for Moody uh, Radio. And the idea was I lived in Fort Myers, and they were going to move it to uh, where Mike was and, and the other coast, the other side of the coast. But uh, eventually what, what happened was things began to move around at Moody, and they decided to combine some positions, and they wanted to move that position, combine it to Chicago. So at the time, because that's such a beautiful place to live, <laughs> especially this time of well, year. Well, you know, yeah. it is Moody's home. It is Moody's home. <laughs> that's where they wanted to uh, to move it, and so you know, I I, I just didn't have a, a, the piece, you know the piece about moving mm-hmm. to Chicago at that point. So we parted under great terms. Uh, it's just that uh, I was going to remain in Southwest Florida, and but there's a part two to this. Okay, so for four years, what happened was. Um, I began to develop internet radio stations. We kind of tested this internet radio station way back in 1998 where nobody could listen to it because, you know, nobody had high-speed internet. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, but we began to build internet radio stations. So we, the plan was, well, we'll build them for churches, you know, be a for-profit ah. thing. And we built one for Cape uh, Coral Community Church. They mm-hmm. were the first. Then Dennis Gingrich with Cape Christian Fellowship uh, heard about it. And a year later, he says, we want one. <laughs> and so we had the two internet radio stations going. Then there's an individual, Paul Todd. Now, Paul Todd is a keyboardist I met uh, there. We, and uh, he's, honestly, he's probably one of the, he's probably the finest keyboardist on the planet. Mm. I mean, he plays like seven keyboards. He'll create symphonies and everything from, uh, you know, Broadway to hymns. And uh, so I began to, to work with Paul also, and that was my introduction to video. Um, I remember sitting in my home studio that I built in my garage, and, and Paul was there with his wife, Dawn, and I was just learning the video program, and I was frustrated with the video program, and Dawn, his wife, which she was really an incredible she, person. She just went to be with the Lord recently, 
But she said, Ron, she said, I know you're frustrated now, but you're going you're gonna to love me down the road when you learn this. And we learned it, and we for, so for uh, a, number, a few years there, we actually produced the program for Paul Todd that was on Sky Angel Network, mm-hmm. in addition to the radio stations. And then uh, just looking at our time here, I'll be real quick. Uh, um, I received a call from uh, Kate Brewington, my, who I work with at WSR, who's now uh, at Moody Radio. And she says, Ron, she says, uh, there's a position at Moody. Uh, can, would, you, would you be willing to talk to Pierre Chestang, the manager? And we'd been talking for a number of months, and I says, you know, I really believe the Lord wants me there. Long story short, we're there, morning show host, program director, and uh, still passionate about music at that point. Mm. So passionate about the music, you, you already know Christian music. You've been studying Christian music for years. Why is there a need for us to preserve it? I mean, there's a ton of it out there. You can get it on, you can get it on Pandora all day long. <laughs> okay. I had a massive music collection uh, being involved. Sure. In, you probably collected reel-to-reel yeah. and eight-track tapes and LPs, and you probably get it all. Yeah, and we made a bunch of moves. And, you know, uh, the moving truck was always full, uh, these uh, CDs and, and vinyls. Mm-hmm. primarily filled up the garage and then moved to here and then moved to there and then finally in a storage unit and here we are uh i thought you know what uh ron what are you going to do with this stuff later you know i mean what happens if something mm-hmm. happens to you then what happens to the music i thought well i'll just uh call somebody another not-for-profit certainly the gospel music association is an example mm-hmm. they must be doing this well i i called gma at the time and they uh they had they were in it a little bit but not much, and then they recommended somebody in Nashville that was uh, thinking about a museum. So I, I called the individual, and all I could picture in my mind was this basement. And, you know, <laughs> things would go down in the basement, and then uh, he wasn't really on the technical side. And I've always felt that, you know, listen, this is music. The music that we want to preserve is music that still can have impact on the kingdom around the world. Absolutely. And so I didn't want it. In my heart, I just didn't want it to see it sit in the basement collecting mm-hmm. dust. It needs to be out there. Now, we had been dabbling a bit with it being on the Internet radio stations because there's a big library, so we've used a little portion of it already that we had, had built. And by the way, the one station from Cape Christian uh, Fellowship actually came back because 2008, we had a big crash in economically, and yep, they couldn't that. afford it. And then it went to Kingdom FM in Fort Myers. Well, you know, everybody was suffering, and so uh, we put out a, you know, fleece to the Lord said, you know, Lord, uh, should we shut it down? And then uh, within like three days, got a call from Pastor Dennis Gingrich, and he says, uh, are you running the station? I says, well, yeah, we took it back, but we're thinking about shutting it down. He says, well, we have a check here for $500 from an individual from California, and we want to send it to you. Uh, long story short, uh, I started talking to this individual. We said, you know, we need to put all this under a not-for-profit 501c3. And so he says, I'm on board. And uh, my wife, Maida, is on board. And uh, there was a, a local attorney, David Gibbs III, who says, I will do this for you, no charge. And he did. And uh, he had a partner. Uh, well, somebody did work in the form, uh, firm, Zachary. And Zachary, I mean, both of them were just so gracious in putting that uh, together. So we put all the, the, the music under that umbrella with the Internet radio stations. Okay, but why is this a concern? I mean, I mean, literally, you can access... I mean, Christian music anywhere on the Internet. Why are you so concerned that it has to be preserved? I mean, aren't there huge servers out there with this stuff everywhere? Yeah, twofold, okay? Uh, first of all, nobody uh, 
there's nobody in the Christian camp that's focused on preserving music. And I'm going to tackle your question mm. with a couple of points here, okay? Um, first of all, you know, we talk about the vulnerability of music. The first thing I know that it comes to everybody's mind is, oh, yeah, those vinyls. It's, 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 I mean, the vinyls, yeah, they're vulnerable. They're warping. They're deteriorating. Uh, but it's not even the CDs. The CDs are disc routing some of them. We'll get into that in a moment. The most vulnerable is today's digital music, like you just said, Spotify, Pandora. Where does that exist? And who is under, who's controlling that? Now, a couple of different things on that that, that, that we need to be uh, aware and focused on. And that is, you, you know, um, there's been persecution forever. For believers, but we have been here in the United States so blessed to be able to proclaim the gospel. We're blessed to be able to do what we're doing right now. Sure. But do we always think that we're going to be able to do what we're doing right now? The culture is shifting rapidly. I know you've had a lot of interviews on this show. I'm not, and I'm, I, the people right now, the, you know, you if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. There's been a rapid shift in this culture. You know, Christian music uh, is offensive to some people. And that's not playing out real well today. And we're finding it not only, uh, you know, we're finding the struggle while well, that cross is on public property. It's got to come off. It's, and this and that. I mean, we're on the public airwaves when it comes to AM and FM. So while you're thinking, well, this is Pandora's Internet. Well, corporations are getting involved in cultural things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's already been some stuff that has happened out there where you've had uh, Facebook, as an example, uh, YouTube, um, others that have taken down some Christian content because it's seen as hateful or uh, offensive. So what what I'm saying, simply saying here, and also the third point I wanted to mention was, well, you have Christian radio. I mean, they'll take care of their music. Mm-hmm. Well, having been in Christian radio for a number of years, let me say this to that, that, you know, it's Christian radio, uh, most of Christian music radio is, works, kind of works with the industry. This is the latest release, and this is what we're doing. Some develop some, you know, older channels and so forth. But the point I want to make is when you have different people come through the doors as music directors, there is purging that goes on. I'll give you a good example here. I just about, uh, I guess it was last uh, Father's Day. I thought, well, I'll play Butterfly Kisses. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I played at weddings. We didn't have it anymore. I don't know where it went. I didn't get rid of it. So I had to buy it. Oh, I'm glad it was available still on iTunes. I found it. I bought it. So... In light of all of this, you have secular giant corporations that are in charge of things, entities on the Internet. Uh, and I've, I love this argument. People say, well, I have Pandora or Spotify. Sure. What do I have to worry about? I say, you got a lot to worry about. That's where it's vulnerable. Listen, this is the bottom line in all of this. We need somebody, somebody's with an S, and mm-hmm. it may be you involved if you're listening as well, because this is everybody's project. This is everybody's project. We need believers to be in charge we need to be the shepherd of our own sheep and not trust it to 
secular mainstream corporations. We're talking to Ron Maxwell today about his ministry, ChristianMusicPreservation.com, ChristianMusicPreservation.com. Ron, there's a lot of people out there listening today that are saying, okay, I'm a Jesus follower, I'm in my workplace, I love listening to Christian music while I, while I, um, uh, while I work. Christian music is a key, well, like in Martha's family, in her house growing up, there was always Christian music playing, wasn't there, honey? For sure. And I guess I just, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, well, I just assume that somebody has it all cataloged and has a master of everything. So this is an intriguing conversation from that perspective. So, Ron, these people are, are wondering, Christ followers are wondering, they're like, okay, well, I mean, music is important to the soul. I mean, it really touches the soul. I mean, David wrote about it 3,000 years ago. He mm-hmm. talked about, I mean, how powerful music was. We know that music calmed the very soul of Saul down. Uh, so how... How do we get behind? I mean, you're you're trying to save. Are you you're trying to save real to real stuff and eight track tape stuff and cassette stuff and I mean, or or is it all in you digitizing it all? What are you doing? Primarily, we are we have about a hundred thousand plus songs in an in a uh, in an office in Orlando, Florida, just about ten minutes from Walt Disney World. Uh, Dave Nixon, movie producer, he worked with uh, Facing the Giants and uh, the other movie. Um, few others i'm trying to say fireproof fireproof uh had a facility there and so uh lord provided some space because all this stuff was in a storage unit you, it was temperature controlled but you could open it up and there was nothing you couldn't get in there to do anything and so we had a couple one morning at a church service what a beautiful name hillsong playing and my wife uh passes a check from from this couple and it's for twelve thousand dollars so we want you in that facility in Orlando. Get get that music out of that storage unit. So we did. We moved it there. It's sitting there. And so now we're at the crossroads where we need to say, okay, uh, Lord, this is going on the second year now. In August, that lease expires. So where does it go? And this is why I'm out now talking about this, uh, th- this project in full time now, by the way. Mm-hmm. And because... Here is what we need to do. This music, the clock is ticking, needs to be digitized before we lose it. And I was talking with a a fellow who stopped by uh, the office in Orlando, Derek Johnson with Regeneration. Derek also worked with Walt Disney World with the Christian music, uh, still does. And he said, you know what, when you look around this room, and he said uh, it's on video on our website, he says "You, you can... He says, you can't see all the music that I'm looking at right now because the camera's focused on me, basically, is what he was saying. But he says, if once this disappears, we'll be able to hear it in our head, those who remember it, but we'll never be able to hear it with our ears again. The clock is ticking. Albums warping, CDs rotting, and the digital uh, area, which is now several years old, um, we need to corral it under one roof and have one shepherd watching all this sheep it's a massive project to get but we figure it's about three years but we need archivists okay you got a hundred thousand titles how many titles are there i mean that are that are <laughs> that have been recorded in what the do last, you guess yeah oh you know I, I part of what we need to raise the funds for is we need somebody to go through and and uh, database it and input mm. it and that's uh that's one of the first things that we need to, to take care of so that's one of the things you need so you said you need archivists what does that mean 
Okay, archivists, there's three parts to this project. There's the three P's, I call them. And one, the first P is protecting it. That's what we're doing now. We're protecting it. We're corralling it together. It's being protected. Mm -hmm. uh, the next stage is to preserve it. That's the archiving part. And that's where you go through. And uh, it's different for vinyls than it is for CDs. The CDs, you know, we've most of us have probably extracted a CD. It's wonderful how you can extract a whole CD in just a few right. minutes on, on a computer or whatever. But, you know, the, the turntable is a little different because you have to play uh, the whole album. And I thought I'd be smart one time, and uh, my wife, I says, well, I, I'm, I'm recording the vinyl. I went and watched a little bit of a movie with her and went back about 20 minutes later. It's on cut number one. Go, da, 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 da. Uh -huh. da, da skip it. So you've got to be right there, and that's a, that's a long process to, to get through. Protect, oh, preserve, yeah. and what's and the final thing? And provide, and we'll talk about provide. provide coming up. Talking about Christian music. You're a, Jim, wait a minute. This is a talk radio show. Absolutely. But every one of us listening to this show has had a relationship with Christian music, it's played a role in your walk with Christ. Well, you know, um, that's so true, Jim. Um, like you mentioned earlier, in my home, there was always a radio going. We had the big um, stereo cabinet that had the <laughs> turntable in it. We had all kinds of albums. You know, that's progressed over the years to the, you know, my parents have a Bose you know, speaker system that they're listening to now. And um, we Another love... Another free plug right here and I work for him. That's true. We love music because God created us to be people that are moved by music in all forms. And one of the things Jim and I have learned very early on in life, you were mentioning all the different kinds of, radio, of music that you worked in in your past years. You know, God allows us each to be moved by different styles of music. There is no right or wrong, especially when it's glorifying the Lord. Some might be fast, some might be slow, some might have words, some might not, but all of it can move us to a closer relationship with the Lord and to learn things from the lyrics as well. And um, I know that it has been a, a big part of my life. So with that in mind, and you knowing um, the, the connection that people make to music, you're in this role right now, Ron Maxwell, of trying to protect music, preserve it, and now you're looking for provision to make that happen. Is that correct? Yeah, and provision uh, in this sense, in this context, means um, we were talking earlier about, you know, we, once we protect it, preserve it, then what do you do with it? Mm. And this is music. The music we, that we want to go ahead and continue to uh, preserve is music that can still have impact around the world mm. today. So you want to be able to provide, provide it to the it. world. Yes. Awesome. Now, this has actually already been going on because remember back in 2011 when we became a not-for-profit uh, ministry, uh, we pulled those uh, 200 net radio stations, Christian Life Radio, uh, which is... Uh, really 50 years of Christian music, and then Cape Christian Radio that we inherited from Cape Christian Fellowship, which is more contemporary. Now, with Christian Life Radio, what we've discovered that, that's uh, Cape Christian, I think is now uh, 13, 14 years old in Christian Life Radio, going on uh, uh, 11 to 12 years now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with Internet Radio, you can look at your stats immediately and see what's going on. Um, I'm going to focus in on Christian Life Radio for just a moment because that so these are So these are internet stations, internet stations that you're talking about. I, I, I want to keep people on track with what you're talking yes. about. So you're being able to track the internet play. Right. Wait, so okay. what we've done is they have become the showcase 
for this, but they're just the first because you know we want to develop the end. The end here is to develop relationships with all of radio, terrestrial, AM, and FM internet stations wherever legally possible. Now I'm going to focus on that P for just a moment. Uh, the uh, the provide, provide part, mm-hmm. and that is uh, we know that uh, through Christian Life Radio that there's about sixty some thousand hours of listening uh, a month, and seventy eight percent is overseas and a lot of listeners like in the Middle East and mm-hmm. things, but uh, Philippines, Asia. I mean, um, these are people, keep in mind, I mean, here in the United States, we've had Christian radio for a while. And if you've been listening to Christian music for a while, you say, oh, that's from you know 20 years ago, Steve Green or Sandy Patty or right. Larnell Harris or whatever. But these are listeners that are hearing this music for the first time. And it's having an impact for the kingdom of Christ. So that's where we begin, because legally, because we pay ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, Sound Exchange, these are uh, royalty companies, uh, to stay legal here, we can do that as long as internet radio stations are under the not-for-profit. Now, you know, we've looked at uh, talking to some artists or even some other uh, terrestrial radio people, say, look, we can manage your internet stream if this is what you want to do with the, to help showcase this music. We can do that, brand it yourself or whatever. But um, the bottom line is the moment you say to an outside the uh, not-for-profit umbrella, hey, you know, uh, we'll provide you our music library, just go online and and, and then download it digitally. Now you're running into a whole new thing of licensing and permissions. Not that that's impossible to cross but it's it's pricey that's that's where internet attorneys well, then you start to compete with apple and things like that and that's that's something you want to do so let's yeah. let's talk we, we, we so christianmusicpreservation.com that's the project you need help you're looking for some people to, to get behind this project it's a monstrous project you, you said you've already got a hundred thousand titles under roof which that's a lot of music, and and, and that's is that a hundred thousand albums? Because on each album there's twelve twelve songs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. are we talking twelve you know twelve million songs here? What are we talking about? Uh, you know, sometimes I look at that collection. I think so. Uh, there's about four hundred fifteen square feet in in that office, which is really a glorified storage facility sure. right now, waiting to you know to, for the next step. Um, you know, it's hard to gauge, so it's a guesstimate. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that uh, new music has uh, arrived. Uh, we were just up in. Uh, uh, well, from the Christian Music Broadcasters Convention, we discovered that Cornerstone University, a big station there, WCSG, said, well, we're just getting ready to throw away our music. So here we have uh, 2,300 vinyls show up about wow. uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, then we've had other albums from other places. But it's it's almost gotten to the point where we say, well, hey, we've got to hold back the reins. I know you, you have a little collection. I did. I was going to say, we've we got four, <laughs> five, six of <laughs> yeah. them here of our of our oldies but goodies. Oh, the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Garmel and Key, my favorite band in high school. Okay. Yeah. The future of Christian radio, is it going to be the internet? Do you, or do you think terrestrial radio is going to survive? Are you talking music radio no, just or talk about, talk radio? Yeah, let's, let's talk Christian music radio and Christian talk radio. Let's talk about both of them. Is, is Christian talk radio going to survive? Depends on your time frame. You want the, the, the long term uh, or the certain term that we don't know? Yeah. <laughs> no. Because I think it's going to be shut down. Um, just look at the what's going on in the culture. I mean, now it's removed the cross from public places. This is the public airwaves. 
So when, when, how soon is it until we get to that point? Now, that doesn't mean, I just talked with a friend of mine, uh, Bill Scott, uh, who does a lot of fundraising all, all over the world for Christian Radio, and he was in Australia, and we talked to him about some Plan B concepts, like maybe developing some uh, formats that are, uh, you know, actually a little mixture of secular and, uh, and, and Christian, but not calling it Christian, just to stay under the radar. Um, and, I mean, the original Part of that plan B was to reach the community outside the four walls. We actually did develop a format called Beyond Country, which is at beyondcountry.com. It's, 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 we're not promoting it. It's just there so, sort of as a beta. We're not really sure what to do with it. But <laughs> the, the thing is, is the, the, the concept is, is uh, for to uh, minister, to go out and evangelize, so to speak, people beyond the four walls of the church where they really don't know it's Christian, but there's, it strategically sure. uh, pulls them in to, uh, you know, to the faith. Now, so having said that, um, I think that uh, there will come a day where that will be shut down and we need to be creative and, and plan B's should be, radio entities should be thinking about plan B's. Mm. So internet radio, mm-hmm. there's a lot of internet stations popping up, uh, music stations. Where's, yeah. where's that heading? Uh, well, uh, you want to know where I think it's ultimately headed? Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's, Ron, here's Ron's vision. Okay. Well, the vision that, that the Lord gave about 10 years ago. And, and, and I believe that uh, it, it needs deep pockets to do this. But, uh, but I think that whoever does this, uh, the Lord will use. Now, we're familiar with, we talked about Pandora and the Spotify's mm-hmm. and things like that. Okay, let's, uh, let's kick this up. Let's say that we, uh, we, we have the Preservation Project where every, this is a dream here, okay, but dreams can, you know, God can make dreams come true. Let's say that we had everything, all Christian music of all, this is big, all languages, all cultures, everything under one roof, digitized, accessible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, from there, well, let's just even zero in on the English genres. Okay, so from there, you create this Pandora type plus format. Sure. And what I mean by plus is it's way beyond Pandora because uh, let's say that uh, somebody is uh, uh, depressed or going through marriage situations or money situations, they just pull out their app and that's the, that's the theme that they want for that day. So mm-hmm. your music is is around that mm-hmm. and then plus different little 60 second and 30 second little nuggets, informational nuggets are around that and then you say hey I, wanna, I want uh, a, a Ron and Kate morning team as an example or whoever is offering a morning or a, a team to be part of the talent to be so you're designing your own hmm. station like a pandora but it's a plus because you you, you also have the the content and I mean, targeted directed to that kind of thing you're everything to everybody yeah. the need that they have for that particular day that's, that sounds like a pretty incredible project that's uh, honestly that's 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 the the heart's vision ron maxwell when you look at how the Lord has used your passion for Him and Christian music in 30 seconds or less. What do you, what's your biggest need for the Christian Music Preservation Project right now? We need partners. And that can come uh, through, you know, uh, financial supports, it can come through underwriting, it can be some businesses, it can be some grants, it can be some people say, hey, I can write grants for this. It can be people, people that say, I can help you with your website, I can help you with social media, I know about that. There's so many needs, data input, uh, call us. <laughs> many of the I Retire For Him Nation out there listening today, listen up, this is a project you can get excited about. Many of you love music, ChristianMusicPreservation.com. ChristianMusicPreservation.com. Reach out to Ron Maxwell and let him know you are interested in helping. Ron, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Really appreciate say it. That, that this is God's music, God's project, and we're just part of it. Thanks, Amen. Ron. Check him out online. 
ChristianMusicPreservation.com. ChristianMusicPreservation.com. You've been listening to I Work Room with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, definitely our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.